Hey everybody, you're listening to the Built on Web3 podcast, your on-ramp into the world of Web3. On this show, we chat with product leaders, builders, content creators, and business owners about how they're implementing Web3 strategies into their businesses. I hope you learned something new and enjoy today's episode. All right, we're talking about Lens Protocol today. Yes. Do you want to start us off? Sure. I think this is a good first project because it's like a very clear Web3 use cases that can only be done in Web3. Um, So I guess we can start off just kind of explaining what Lens Protocol is. Um, Mm -hmm. So this project, their TLDR on their website, is a composable decentralized social graph ready for you to build on so you can focus on creating a great experience, not scaling your users. So I think the two things we'll probably get into are the composable and decentralized parts of that TLDR. I, I don't understand what the composable piece is or like what that, I actually didn't even research it. So that's, that's a piece. Um, but the other thing that took me a really long time and only after several hours of research was that um, it is not a platform. And I thought Lens Protocol was a platform, even though it's this protocol in it. It is a protocol, which means it's kind of like the infrastructure or like the, uh, like the coding language that something is written in. Yep, exactly. I think that's the key thing to wrap your head around. And for like the non-technical f- people, um, it's a protocol, right? This is not a social media app. Uh, this is a set of tools, a set of code that a group of developers got together and built and decided on. Um, So it's an open source community of developers, I think largely from Aave, I think. Uh, The Mm -hmm. team at Aave started this. Yep. Um, But these, yeah, these are basically the base level rules and systems of how they want social media to work in Web3. Whenever people are explaining this, it's kind of easy to go, um, the easiest way to explain it is to see, okay, well, what's wrong with social media today that we're fixing? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the three or four things that are wrong. The first is we are the product, users are the product, right? With Facebook yep. and TikTok and all that. We give all of our data to Facebook and TikTok. They own it and they make money on it. Yep. Uh, the second is they have a lot of power. So it's super centralized. They can they deplatform have total control. you. Yep. Can censor you, take you down, destroy your business. Yep. Either um, intentionally or accidentally too, and then you are yeah. you're you're dealt with dealing with that, whether that was like on purpose or not. Yeah, perfect example is Bankless. They they actually had a when they were covering Lens Protocol on their show the week before mm-hmm. YouTube took them down. YouTube banned banned their <laughs> YouTube page. <laughs> Wait, did they say why? It was like an accident, I think, where it was um, there was some algorithm going through taking down crypto s- scams or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they have to deal. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's even more reason. Yep. Um, and then the last two I have written down here are privacy. Your data can be hacked from Facebook. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then algorithm biases. The algorithms they use are kind of these black boxes that we don't really know how they train them, what biases exist in them. They pretty much only feed you what you click on, which is not good. You're in mm-hmm. your own little echo chamber. There's this thing called, um, and I don't know how to zoom in. Oh, there we go. I zoom in, but basically, like, so how the algorithm in Twitter is kind of applied to everybody across the board, and you don't, 
you don't know what you don't see and you don't know what's actually happening behind the scenes. And then they have that all like pause, like uh, reinforcement because they want to create a, uh, they almost radicalize you because they keep on giving you things that you probably keep on liking and so forth. But there's this like cool project that was built on lens protocol that you can literally turn on uh, a certain algorithm for your preferences or if there's things that might be toxic and um and then there could be other people could create their own algorithms for how you filter things and then you could subscribe to those or not but then Mm. so i thought that that was crazy that you could um you could control what you see uh and and have transparency into how that's actually working i thought that was like yeah that's pretty cool and do they make it easy because I'm not sure I would know how to make an algorithm that works for me. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, the one, this one, um, well, let me share my screen again. It seems like this one. What's the project called? I, had, I saw this through like five different YouTube videos, like deep. And then this is called Private AI. Um, but it is, it's built on top of Lens Protocol, I think. And so here's, there's like two pieces of it. So it, the, the first toxicity detection model um, works on detecting malicious information uh, because it's a pre-trained model based on 2 million toxic online posts uh, provided by TensorFlow. So it's like semi-transfer. I bet you could kind of deep, dig deeper into that. And then the second one is helps recommend social media information based on the user's preference. And I think nice. that based on how yeah, it kind of tells you how it's all done, but because it's built on lens, you as a developer, if you create an application, you could like incorporate this into that. But so this is another thing I don't understand is that there's this like in modularity and interoperability and all those, like the, those big words around these different projects that you can have, but then how how do you as a user consume some of them and interact with other users on other platforms that are used, that are using the same protocol? Um, like how would you be able to use this on another? Yeah. Thing? So this is where know. the word composable comes from, right? So in the world of web three and with lens protocol, you own all of your data. And mm-hmm. this is kind of the big mind fuck that's hard to get your head around is you can take all your stuff cause it's already with you. Mm-hmm from one app built on Lens to another app built on Lens. Like yeah. right now, we can't take our tweets and go to Facebook because no. they own it. But here, when you post something, it's minted as an NFT in your wallet, mm-hmm. not on a server anywhere. There's no servers that do anything with this data unless you've given it permission. But they, they're not storing and showing you the data. They are reading data from your wallet that you've connected, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's say there's five different apps built with Lens Protocol. You can just connect your wallet and all of your stuff is just there. Mm-hmm. All of your follows, because it's follow NFTs, all of your posts. So I think, we why don't we go over like all those technologies? Because I think that yeah. would help. So yeah, yeah, let's do that. The, the, like the the they call them primitives. The primitive the primitives of the technology are profile NFTs. When you sign up, you connect your wallet to a Lens Protocol app, mm-hmm. um, or you can claim your profile NFT, and this is just a identifier. Um, 
you can have multiple profile NFTs if you want to be anonymous on one and not anonymous on another. Yep. Um, so that's the first one. Second one is follow NFTs. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually can show you this. So follow NFT is exactly what it sounds like. When you want to follow someone on one of these apps built with Lens, you're yeah. given an NFT right here. So this is really cool organization called Boys Club um, in Web3 where it's a, their whole mission is to onboard a million women into Web3. And mm-hmm. it's, they're called Boys Club. And so on... I honestly don't even know what app on one of the apps uh-huh. <laughs> uh, built on Lens I followed and they gave me this NFT. And the cool thing is the follow NFTs show the most recent publication, the recent, most recent post from that that profile. So all of a sudden that opens up a new way for people to consume content, like literally just by like a wallet viewer, like open, mm-hmm. I'm on OpenSea right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So if they had posted anything, that would show up right there, right? That's why the, uh, there is no like, you don't even need a, an app or a platform like OpenSea all of a sudden can can show you stuff. Well, so that's the one of the things I don't quite understand is that like what's an how and what is an example of someone taking their followers and their posts and the things and then bringing them from you know one app to the next, but then. I have to imagine that these apps are somewhat different. So then how, like, how does it show, like, how does it show up? Does it show up the same way or is it going to be slightly different or like what? Yeah. So the, so the protocol is defines those, like what a publication is what they call it looks like, Mm -hmm. not looks like, but what information is in them. So they're totally storage agnostic. So you can, mm-hmm. if you post a picture, you could host it on AWS, you could host it on IPFS, you could host it on Drive, or even locally. Lens Protocol doesn't care, but mm-hmm. so you can post that image, and you know you can link it out to wherever. So what I'm showing on my screen here are different apps built on Lens. So we have Iris. This is basically just a simple Twitter clone, and I've connected my wallet here. There's GIFs. There's text. Here's another one called Clipto, which is mm. a um, is this the, um, cameo, the cameo uh, clone. Yep, exactly. Yep. So you can pay your crypto influencers to uh, create custom videos. So if you like this board ape person, you can pay them 20 bucks and they'll make you an, a video in a British accent. What do you, what they say? <laughs> yeah. So that's one. So you can post on Iris but mm-hmm. really it's posting to your wallet. You can come into here and if they're, you know, displaying your posts in this app, then it'll show up. Here's another one called Zilly that would show up. Um, Lens Friends was a simple one that the Lens Protocol built just to show you what profiles look like. So here's an example. So I could follow this person. So yeah, you can follow people. Um, mm-hmm. What's also really cool as a profile, you can set rule monetization rules. So you can say the only way you're able to follow me is by paying $2. Yeah. So it's a new way for creators to monetize. There's different ways that you can do that too. Like you can probably do it as a subscription or Mm -hmm. an annual fee or a one. And you can can token gate. You can say you're only allowed to follow me if you own this specific NFT in your wallet. Yep. Which would be cool. The other thing you could do is you could, it's kind of funny because 
you know, how we have like a mini webinar right now, but you see a lot of these other companies out there, um, kind of like the, have these amazing lifestyles and all this other, like the, the weird career stuff. And they're like, this is only available for the first hundred people. Like how many times do you actually see that? And can you prove it? Or is it just like a marketing gimmick? Like this would be that proof that, wow. Yeah. Like this is really only open to a hundred people because they're only allowing a hundred people. And if they all of a sudden say, yeah, we're saying it's a hundred people, but you can actually see that it's 200, you know, they're lying. Um, yep. which is just so cool too. So here is, I want to show you a perfect example of composability. So here is Pussy Riot on mm -hmm. Iris app. Mm -hmm. Here's their most recent post. Most mm -hmm. recent posts. It looks like this app is choosing not to show images, or maybe the images just aren't showing up. Maybe it's a bug. But these app, these posts, or what they call publication NFTs, show up in the other app, Lenster, as well, because they're mm -hmm. not storing any of this data. They're just reading their wallet. Oh yeah. Um, so here's the exact same post here and here. Anyway, so that's a good example yeah, was, of it. I was kind of thinking about it that Lens protocol is. Lens Protocol has the people and the applications built on it and the platforms built on it as to the internet has the people that then Facebook and Twitter and so forth are built on the internet. But with the exception that those are all siloed and this is all interconnected between the two because you can't move around from like we said facebook to twitter to youtube to whatever yeah mm -hmm. yep yeah and so the other primitives they have so it's profile nft the follow nft the comment nft so if you comment on something an mm -hmm. nft gets posted to your wallet or to your profile yep. there's a publication nft yeah and there's a cult and there's a collect nft yeah so collect is cool because every time or every post using Lens is collectible, mm -hmm. so you you as a a content well, consumer can collect if you if you allow it to be. Which is if also the creator so yeah. So if the creator allows it to be collectible, their audience can then collect that NFT in their wallet based on the monetization strategy that the creator set. Maybe it's free. Maybe they say this is one ETH, and then you get to collect it. Um, and I think. We've seen whether it's a famous meme, like someone could post a famous meme or something mm -hmm. really popular. People want to collect that because they'll, they'll think it has value in the future. And then they could resell yeah. it and the creator can get a cut on the resell. If, yeah, and the creator would get whatever cut that they wanted or that they defined up front with it too. Yeah, so exactly. So they could say that, hey, like 99% like royalty fee, or they could say 1% royalty fee, or they could say no royalty fee. Uh, or maybe they could even say that you can't sell it uh, or something like that, right? Yep. And then the only other thing I think is mirroring, which is basically a retweet. So it, yeah, you can mirror one. a post, but it, it's, it basically gives credit or links back to the original uh, post or publication. And so, so this one um, makes a little less sense to me because it's supposed to cut down, I think, on plagiarism, right? Uh, just to show that like, Hey, this is like my post and, or this is someone else's post and I'm reposting it. But wouldn't you just be able to kind of like copy and paste and then just repost that same thing again? Uh, 
um, or or not, or how how would those? I'm sure you work? could, but it's but it's not them doing it. Yeah, like you could post high, mm-hmm. and I could also post high. Yep. But if somebody posts a video that's theirs, mm-hmm. uh, and somebody copies that, I think yeah, that I guess would be plagiarism. Yep. Well, what about this community multi six? So I guess these are the this this community right here. These are the people that control this open open source ecosystem as of right. Um, I did not get into community multi sig. I'm not sure what this is. Okay, I think these are just like the people that control stuff, and it's cool is that they can set up these things. You know where they can set up new treasury stuff and which is interesting i actually was going through the faqs the protocol doesn't collect fees but it has the capacity to which i thought Mm. was interesting um so maybe that's how they might monetize it in the future but then who gets that money but i guess it's a little bit more community money um because there's a few rules that they can't change which i thought was cool i see it seems like this is part of like a governing body yep for keeping the protocol robust and decentralized mm-hmm. yep my guess is people will hate this that are true <laughs> decentralized uh maxis but um i mean it sounds similar to hbar where there's a gover- governing body yeah yep i guess it's just the like hey these 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 people, these people are really into it, which kind of answers that one question that I had to you before of like, well, how are they, like, what's the business model behind it? And I guess I didn't understand bef- before then that this isn't a business. No. Um, this is just. This is like people, SMTP. Yeah. This is like people that did something so other people can use it. And, or JavaScript. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My, my the one, or CSS, yeah. Yeah. The one thing that's crazy to me is there's going to be so many NFTs in our wallet. Yeah. We're, we're going to so, have thousands of follow so, NFTs and post NFTs and comment NFTs, yeah. and these are all going to show up in our wallets, which I think that I guess that is the future we're going towards, but it's just crazy. So many NFTs. Well, so, this, there's a lot of things that took me a long time to realize and understand, but one of them was that, like, in this particular case, the NFT is not a picture of a cat or an ape or some, you know, one of Gary V's like funny things. The the NFT resembles a specific set of data with logic that's tied to it. The closest like analogy or parallel that I could come up with in my head that like familiar and I think most people are is like cookies of how you have them on your browser. Mm-hmm. And the, but the, the difference here is that the cookies that are on your browser and so forth are owned by these applications uh, and like the Googles and the Facebooks and so forth versus these cookies are like yours. These NFTs are to- totally yours and you have complete control over them. And you have hundreds and thousands of cookies in this case we're going to have hundreds and thousands of nfts on our own wallets uh, which yeah. is really cool that we have we have control over that yeah. i'm trying to look in in my uh my open here to look at the uh, my follow nft that i have i don't think i don't see anything like wild could you sell a follow like i thomas follow user sean can I sell that NFT? 
And like, what, what would that represent or be? So here's Lens Protocol was on a tweet storm. They said, when you follow someone, you're granted a follow NFT. Each of these NFTs has a unique token ID that comes with innate rarity and utility. These unique traits can be used to limit voting to your most loyal fans in governance snapshots. They can even be traded on in the open market. Yep. So, <clears throat> for example, like, like let's say Board API Club creates a profile, and the only way you're allowed to follow them is if you own a Board Ape. So they can but have let's, that, uh, unique logic. Yeah, say, but okay, I guess you... let's say they only made five thousand available. Mm-hmm. Or something. So, but there's ten thousand board ape holders. Mm-hmm. So I guess they could sell them to each other, the follow NFT, so that they're able to follow. It would be interesting too, if you if you truly own that follow and you weren't able to specify, like if you can borrow or something, could you use that to control multiple follows? The other thing that's interesting here is they say these unique traits can be used to limit voting to your most loyal fans in governance snapshots, which I think that means as a creator, you can set governance to your follow NFTs, meaning you can allow your followers to actually vote, like use use that NFT to vote on things. And you could assign like different, yeah, different varies of like voting power. So you, you could even... If you wanted to get creative, you can even like create a bell curve almost where the earliest adopters get very little voting power, but the people in the middle get the most. Uh, you it could you mm. probably do whatever you could do whatever you want here. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the funny thing is that this is 100% creative and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube are 0% creative. It's like 10 pieces of functionality and you can only do those 10. And then you might get kicked off. Yep. So I really, I, I wonder what Facebook and Twitter and these like companies are actually thinking about. Um, I mean, if they're smart, they'll build on top of it. Yeah. But they'll never do it. <laughs> they'll never do it. But then what's their, um, I think their business model's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they've done those. Yep. Because yeah, even well, if it, Lens Protocol doesn't work, someone else will, some, some group of people will create a... Yeah. I mean, this seems pretty robust. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this this ends up becoming the backbone to Web3 Social. Looks like they have grants available too for anyone that's building on top of it. They'll, they're offering grants. Oh, that was the other cool thing that I found is uh, we kind of just touched upon it was that you can turn your followers into something more, i.e. DAO, uh, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And yep. it, there's that natural progression to get there as opposed to you have 100 followers right now because you're a nobody like me. Uh, and then you go, you go viral and then you have a million. And you're like, well, what do I do now? You can, take, you can create an organization, that decent, a DAO. You can create, you, know, subscri- you can do anything. Every yep. creator should be on something that they own. Versus beholden to whoever controls them. Yeah, and it looks like they're still closed. You can't claim a handle unless you sign the open letter, which I think we just nope. missed. Uh, but you can purchase yeah. a Lens Protocol profile NFT on OpenSea, but the buy now on OpenSea was not working for me before this call, so I couldn't do it, but I was trying to do it. Um, and there, there's 
obviously you, you don't have much choice in the name, but they're really cheap. They're like 15 bucks or something to get it. Oh, nice. Um, and that's I cool. guess that's an example of people selling their profile NFTs already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here I'll show you on the screen. So even right in OpenSea, uh, you type in Lens Protocol Profiles Verified, mm-hmm. and you've got all these that you can you can buy. So you create a piece of content and you publish it. So that's that either, and there's three ways to publish things, right? There's the post, there's a comment, and then there's the mirror, I think. Those are the three ways. Um, so if you collect a piece of content, I, as a follower, collect one of your posts, Sean. Mm-hmm. What happens when you, can, can you delete that post? Can you edit it? Like what happens? Do we both? And it's this like weird thing of like, do we both own this or do you own it and you have the rights or, or is that already pre-written? But that's something I couldn't find out the answer to. Um, well, I don't think it's a confusing I, I, thing. I assume these are all immutable. If I post something and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or I post something and I'm like, oh, that was a bad autocorrect right there. Can I edit that post? I don't know. Um, I don't see anything on here, but it, but I, I would guess that it's immutable and that you can't delete. Once you publish something on-chain, you, you cannot remove it. That said, uh-huh. if you have used a centralized link for storage, so let's say, let's say you posted a picture and you linked to that image file on AWS. Oh, yep. Um, so it says, that said, if you've used a centralized link like AWS for storage, you can remove it on the centralized side and the content will not be able to be loaded. If you're using IPFS, Interplanetary File System, which is a decentralized version of AWS, you mm-hmm. can unpin the content. What does that mean? I don't know. That it just doesn't <laughs> show show up. Well, that'll be. I I think that will be very cool because there's. I mean, you see this all the time, like with these politicians and whatnot. Say something and then they delete it. Yeah. So and... it seems like okay. So it says, however, this this mutation unpinning it allows you to hide the publication you posted from the Lens Protocol API's storage but it does not do anything on-chain. This is a nice way to allow your users, they're talking to developers here, building on top of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're a developer, it's saying, this is a nice way for you to allow your users to delete publications and it will hide the content uh, and media, which was uploaded. But the publication will still be on-chain because blockchains are immutable. So what does that mean then? Does that mean that you're not a tweet is like lives on for forever. Yeah, I think so. Unless there's a picture that's hosted somewhere else and then you delete where it's hosted. And then... yeah. 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 But if you use IPFS, which is a decentralized hosting, you can't do that. That's also on chain. Well, so uh, here's another, here, here's another thing that I didn't really understand. Um, in this edge case is if I have, I'm, uh, I user Thomas following user Sean and I have that NFT user Sean decides to scrap this I don't want to be on here anymore you leave uh, what do you mean you, by leave like you you delete your profile I don't know is that a thing you can't like, can you, so you can't delete your profile Mm-mm. 
maybe on gonna... certain apps, if if like if certain apps have their own layer, maybe you can delete whatever you've given them permission to use. But all of your stuff is in mm-hmm. your wallet. It's yours, right? So you're you're not deleting like a Facebook profile because it's it's just yours. So does the um. If it's yours, you still can burn it, though, right? Which is the same as deleting? I don't think. No, it's it's on-chain. It's immutable. Just as a user owns their followers, does a follower own all the users they follow? That relationship. Does that make sense? They own question? the follow NFT. So like you saw in my... So there's, my... So there's two follow NFTs? There's the what do you mean? follower and the followee? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, it looks like it's just a follow NFT and then you can query to see who's following you since it's all out there. Can I, as a user say like, no, I don't want these people to follow me anymore. If they already have that NFT. What do you mean? You, you, Sean are following me. I'm like, no, I don't want you to follow me anymore. Can I like make you defollow? Mm -mm, I don't think you can do that in normal social media unless you block them yeah so you, can you block someone i don't know well i guess at least right now of... i don't think that's one of their primitives okay well actually hold on if i go back to here so the multi-sig isn't able to do any of the following which is burn any follower i wonder if that means that everybody is a part of that where no where no one can do that hmm do comments belong to the commenter or to the profile upon which the content is commented? Like publications, comments live in the user's profile NFT and therefore are wholly owned by the user. But which user are we talking about? The user about? who are commented. We, the user. Okay. So if I take my. So if I'm like, hey, I'm going to go from like Iris or Papyrus or somewhere here and go to this other one. Can I, as a user who has commented on a published post, mm-hmm. un, like, uh, not have my comment associated if you move to a different platform? No, because remember, this all lives in your wallets. Mm-hmm. Not on anyone's server. Gotcha. Right? So you, you don't like this platform, so you go to another. Your comment mm-hmm. is still there. Oh, okay. Because I can't. Because it's everywhere. It's not in just one platform. Okay. Exactly. It's not on I, a server anywhere. Still having right? trouble understanding. Like just that, ima- yeah. like your wallet yeah. is the server, and you're telling yeah. apps you can read my stuff. You're giving them permission to use mm-hmm. your data, to display mm-hmm. your data. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a app or a platform or whatever we want to call it that says no, like the rules here is you need to pay to see this. Where you need to have these permissions, those rules, that logic is throughout the entire ecosystem, throughout the entire protocol. So another app can't access the things that they have to follow by each other's rules, essentially. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, because it's following the same protocol. Yeah. And, and then even in here in their docs, it says since comments reference other publications, so if you comment on my publication, Mm-hmm. They're subject to the original publication's conditions. So I oh, might okay. have set a condition that limits comments only to people that follow me. 
So if you mm-hmm. tried to comment on my publication and you don't have a follow NFT for me, mm-hmm. then it will fail. Yep. And the comment won't be posted to, to on, on chain. Imagine if you would only allow people to comment on your stuff if they pay you. That'd mm-hmm. be funny. Like yeah, even if it was just like a small thing, imagine how much spam would be cut out or Twitter's bot yeah. problem immediately would cease. Well, it's interesting. All the questions you're asking, like, do you think this will force people to be more careful about what they say because it's on chain forever? Maybe. Yeah. Unless they're some, still somehow anonymous, uh, which I guess they yeah. are too. I mean, crypto is pseudo anonymous. So yeah, they could yeah. be anonymous for sure. But it would be anonymous. It would be really hard to be anonymous forever. Um, especially unless you have, I guess, multiple profiles, but then it's yep, just which like, you, oh, which you can have, which you can have too. Um, which is pretty crazy, but it only takes one mistake to like associate someone to another. So if you want to be nefarious, you're going to get probably caught eventually somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing I just noticed here is the built-in governance. So follow NFTs. I follow you have include built-in governance mechanisms. So any profile can spin up a DAO in minutes. Yep. One thing um, that's also new is that uh, there's three pieces here. You own your own content, you own your own data, and you own your own social graph. That's kind of what mm-hmm. one's protocol says. I don't really know what social graph is, but um, so maybe do you know? Do you have a better yeah, explanation that's just for that? The, the connection of your of your network. So mm-hmm. it, just think of like the map of you connected to oh. this person, connected to this person, connected to you. You own all that. Yeah. Versus it being on the Facebook server. The other thing that this is transparent now of like that being transparent and the way your served content is transparent um, was that there was different API calls within this lens protocol where you could have analytics. And you could see these, you could see things that you would never be able to see within Twitter or like Facebook. Like you wouldn't be able to see how many, like who's following who, how much they're commenting, all this engagement. There's this whole analytics mm. side to this that is totally transparent, which to your question of like, do you think people are going to be more careful? I think people are going to be a, a lot more careful. And then I also think that people won't be able to make claims that they, have X number of followers or like legit followers, or there might be cool algorithms that are built on top of that to detect like what's your true follower account. Because right now on Twitter, you have a million followers. How many of them are genuinely bots and genuinely people? And <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing Twitter, will, Twitter doesn't even know. <laughs> no, Twitter doesn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Elon can probably figure out in <laughs> yeah, a few hours, but, but, but Twitter, Twitter, Twitter doesn't know. So you own your you own your stuff. Can you go off of the lens protocol to somewhere else? Yes or no? I don't think so because that would like that's like asking can you send an email not on SMTP, right? Yep. Or it's like saying can I go to a website not on HTTP? Yeah, I guess you can't. Oh, I guess there's different types of websites, right? Like the dark web or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. Never been on there, but that's going to be like a different, that's a different area though. So, yeah, totally different, different thing. Yeah, so I think the Google. answer is no. Doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, 
Yeah, and maybe there'll be other protocols that come up, but this is the first one, and it seems really powerful, and they're actually taking the time to think through everything, and it's open mm -hmm. source, so the community's actually building it. Anybody can go and contribute yep. and be a contributor to the project. Yep. Where does this... Well, how does this run? For example, the way they use their API, what, what powers that? Yeah, what makes this thing run and maybe that's like a weird question but i don't really know like i i don't frankly i don't even know where the internet is run <laughs> well exactly yeah. yeah this i mean this is run on so it's built on polygon which mm -hmm. i believe is run on the uh um, evm ethereum virtual machine right it's this is this is a blockchain implementation so it's um again it's it's like asking where is javascript run it's run in the compiler on your, browser, like on your browser. Of, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I guess I have to understand what protocol means a little bit better because this is, I think that's the thing that keeps on tripping me up. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, just, a, it's just code, right, that you download. It's just a package of code mm -hmm. and um, it has all the API set up for you and you, you use it in your, in your blockchain app that you're building. So it'd be like me loading in a third part, like loading in the Stripe. Why can't I think of the word? It's just out of my brain. What's the... Uh, SDK? Yeah, exactly. It's like when you bring in the Stripe SDK into an iOS app, yep. it's, that's what you're doing here. You're just bringing in this package into your blockchain app, and it has the code for you to, to start using. I was reading, I was watching this YouTube video. I think it was the, one of the creators of Aave and who's like the spokesperson for Lens. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he was going through... Um, revenue generated per user mm -hmm. and he's comparing lens so far in closed beta to something like YouTube and they've generated like through like people buying posts and collecting posts or whatever they've generated four dollars and fifty cents of revenue per user versus wow. YouTube which was like pennies in the dollar wow. in closed beta in two months like they launched this thing in February or something in like five months I can't believe that. That's got to be such a slap on the face. And the cool thing about this too is this is a base layer technology. So, you know, like, we're going to be covering apps built on Lens Protocol in the future for yeah. sure, which will be really, really exciting. Um, you know, that would be that. See, this is where it gets kind of cool because uh, remember that algorithm thing that I was showing you, that private AI? Uh, imagine you, I'm sure that you can turn on this filter and you could turn it into like a subscription. Uh, for example, if you wanted a filter for your kids accounts or somehow, although, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's an interesting thing of like, well, how do you, how do you, how do you control, but not control another person's profile, uh, for like yeah. kids, uh, that'll be, I didn't think about that. But hypothetically, let's say that's a non-issue that's already figured out, then this would be cool because you can you can really customize what this all is. It's not controlled by the same source. Like how many times have you seen YouTube and Facebook and Twitter like just fail miserably at a lot of their like content moderation? It'd be you're giving it instead of to a group of five or ten or a hundred engineers, you're giving it to thousands that if they want to figure this out, they can. They can come up with their own version. They can monetize it. They don't need to. Yep. 
that'll be really cool. Pretty cool. Yep. Well, I think we've covered everything on my list. Anything else you have? The last thing was that this doesn't um, depend on scaling users like the other social media kind of killers out there that were supposed to be decentralized because this is a protocol, again, not a platform. And so that's that's the coolest thing about it, and that's probably why it has legs. It's, it's so weird to think about because you can build something, you're like, oh, this is a cool social media app, I'm going to build that lens protocol. The users are already there. Mm-hmm. You're just plugging into the users' wallets when they connect. It's it's really strange to think about. Yeah, like like the con- <laughs> like the content is already there. Yeah, I don't it's know how it's gonna. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna work. Like how how does that mean one app is more successful than the other? Whatever layers they add on top of it, maybe they add a monetization strategy like Clipto, where it's a cameo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they only focus on videos and. Yeah, it just really, I think that the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. So, okay, cool. All right. Good chat.